Thank you. Here we go again. I am um, thankful the Lord has given me some energy because I'd be about to go take a nap now. My name is Kevin Hines, but most people just refer to me as Chappie. And uh, I, um, if I was not here this morning, I would be at uh, High Shoals Health and Rehab. That's uh, a nursing home up in, uh, in High Shoals. My wife's a physical therapist, and she's been there like 10 years, and they found out I was ordained a couple years ago, and they're like, hey, Chappie, would you consider coming in maybe once a, a, a month and do a Sunday service? And, and I said, well, I'd like to come in every week and do it. And they're like, really? I said, yeah, I mean, if you think about it, you got to call this person, you got to get the calendars and all. I said, I'll just come in, plus I know they'll hear truth, and I'll love them, and I, and I, I love that generation. Uh, they're mostly wheelchair bound, and like uh, a lot of the people in the first service, they sleep through it. But uh, anyway, it's good though, man. You'd be preaching in a Julie. Hey, Amen. Hey, look up. But uh, man, most of them folks are in the fourth quarters. Most of them are in overtime. But uh, but I just love them so much. I, I really do, and I'm thankful for them. And then we'll get out of there, and we'll run to Prince. I got a new pastor over there. We've been listening to him, Josh, and, and so I'm grateful. But um, I'm just grateful to be here this morning. I, I, where was that camp at? Old Town, Florida, yeah. Swanee County? Yeah, that's awesome. Was that the Itchitucknee you guys were going down? The Itchitucknee, was that? Swanee River? And uh, No, not the one you were tubing. It was all clear and you could see. Fanny Springs? Mm-hmm. That's cool, and um, yeah, it's uh, it's just a beautiful place down there. Y'all look like you're having fun, and that's good. So, uh, my my every every Sunday I do question like, why am I going to church? Why are we here this morning? And it's pretty simple. We are here to worship God in spirit and in truth, and encourage and edify each other. That's really why we're here. It's, it's really simple. We come to worship Christ, to worship God, Father, and, and to edify and encourage one another. And, and I'll tell you, I've never been to this church. I've been by it a million times. And, uh, um, but I, I met your pastor. One day he brought me to lunch and had to check me out, see if I'd be all right. But uh, one of your elders is Daniel Head and Alexis and, and Alexis and those children are precious, dear friends of mine. And Daniel hit me up this morning early. He said, Chappie, I'm sorry I won't be there. We're out of town. And, and I said, well, Daniel, I, I, I thank you. You're a very kind friend to, to pray for me. And all. I said, but I just want to simply uh, just glorify the Father and encourage uh, the believer. Uh, and so, and that, let me pray quick, and, and uh, I'll just share my story with you. Father in heaven, we do pause we do stop what we're doing right now, God. And Father, first to acknowledge that you are the one true God. Father, we come to acknowledge that you are one God, yet in three persons. You are triune. So we worship you, Father, following Christ, being led by your Spirit. Father, we acknowledge this morning that you are merciful and kind, and patient, and sovereign, and long-suffering, and good. 
Your mercies endure forever, Father. Lord, your, your character and your counsel, Father, you, you, we, we could be here for all eternity just, just praying to you and, and, and calling out your names and your attributes. So this morning, Father, we just recognize as you are God and we your people, you're Elohim, your creator, we're your creation. So your creation gathers this morning simply to worship you, Father, simply to come to you and, and say, Abba, Father, we love you. So be with us now, Father, encourage us as we look to Christ, our Redeemer, our Savior, and our Lord. And it's His name we pray, amen. Um, you know, the, I do preach expositor exegetically, verse by verse, line by line, but when you come to a church, and and, and I will say I've been been welcomed, been felt nothing but warmness and welcome and and, and y'all, I think you do a good job of, of mingling and talking and sharing, and, and that's a great trait. A loving church is, you know, I, I, I believe theology is important. I believe doctrine is important, but I believe loving people well and encouraging and edifying each other is a really, really, really awesome uh, trait to have. So I'm thankful. So in, in order, you know, if, we, if, if I was the pastor and, I'm not, I'm not, and I don't want to be, and I don't want to deal with church folks. And uh, uh, yeah, I tell you, man, I, I, was, I told this. That's why I, I kind of feel inauthentic, like, doing it the second time, because, like, you're telling stories you just told. And, but I remember being in Wilkes County uh, you know, a year ago, and I was preaching, and these old ladies come by. I call them Silver Saints. And, and so they come by, and, oh, Chappie, you're, 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 that was awesome. And well, we wish you were our pastor. I'm like, you take that back right now. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Yeah, you love me right now, but I, if I was your pastor, I promise you, six weeks, you'd be like, that's enough. That's enough. I promise you. And uh, so, but, I'm, but I, I am, I'm, I'm thankful to be here, and I'm just going to kind of share my story, and everybody's got a story. I, I, everybody does, and they're usually really interesting. And so uh, I'm going to share mine this morning, but I, I want you to understand this truth of First uh, John 4.19 says, we love because he first loved us. I mean, that's it. We love him because he first loved us. You did not wake up one day and just go, I think I'm going to be a Christian. You didn't go to camp. Anderson, I always want to think South Carolina, Anderson, but you didn't go to Camp Anderson. I, I tell you, for those beautiful children that went into that river and got baptized, I don't want to play on a bad seed, but that girl, top of her little hair didn't go under. She needs to go back. Because I, I guarantee every time I get pulled over, I say, sir, I got baptized, but my right foot never went under the water. I went like this, but it never got, because that sucker is not sanctified, man. That thing is... Uh, it gets me in trouble all the It's the only part of my body that didn't get under the blood. But uh, anyway, it was so, but I promise you, and I'm not trying to, I, tears just, as soon as I see that, I, I well up. Because just because you're being baptized does not mean you're born again. It doesn't, but it's, it, it's you know, what is baptism? We know all the time, like, I ask people all the time, am I married? Well, you don't know if I'm married or not, but, you know, I am married, and 
Am I married? Well, you would assume that I am, but I'm no more married than if I was, right? Well, baptism, is it's just a public profession to tell the world that I'm married to Christ. But, 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 but it doesn't mean, you know, so because you get dunked in the water, you could still not be born again and just be a wet sinner. And uh, so, or you could be, but, but every time I see it, I want to, I want to just give the benefit of the doubt and say, man, those person came to a saving knowledge of Christ. They recognized they were sinner. Now they got, and I just love that. I, I just think it's a beautiful, it's worth camp, it's worth it, you know. And um, so it's, it's awesome. You know, this is a sidebar note, you know, uh, Coach Rick is, is down in Miami, and, and, and I was not trading this for that. I can promise you. I said, Mark, I love you, man. You got fired on Sunday. Loser. Why did you get fired, coach? Anyway, I'm out of a job. Too. But So he gets fired on Sunday. Well, Wednesday, he calls me at 1. He goes, hey, man, I just took the Miami job. And I was like, this is exactly what I said. I said, so, well, Mark, I love you, and I pray God goes before you and gives great success, and I can't wait to Mickey and I to come visit y'all because I ain't going to Miami tomorrow. <laughs> You're crazy. I know I don't know Spanish, and I'm serious. It's, it, it's, there ain't no cows. If you drive from here to my house, it's the most beautiful rolling hills in, from here to Oconee. Down there, man, it's a concrete. It's, there's, I just don't want to go to Miami. Plus, I'm done with college football anyway, man. It ain't really about the kids and educating the little children. It's about winning. I promise you. It's about winning. If you don't win, you stink, and you're fired. So, anywho, uh, I'm done with college sports. You know, it's, it's kind of crazy because I've really never been a, you can tell, I've never been an athlete, but uh, uh, I, I, I'm just not a big sports guy. People are like, you're crazy. I'm like, I'm not, man. I'm a Harley riding, gun shooting. I don't know, man. I'm, I'm, I enjoy sports, but I, I think today, I just think it's either, you know, at the, at the, at the best, it's, it's a game to teach young, children, you know, young people. And at the worst, it's idolatry. It is so sick and it's crazy how people act when their team loses. But um, but enough of that. But I would why did I tell you that story, man? I was going somewhere with that. But yeah, but I, I was not going to um, Miami, Florida. I just didn't feel God leading me, and I just didn't want to go uh, down there. So we we stayed here. But but I love Coach Rick. You know, again, somebody said I'm married to his sister, and I am. And I'm thankful for him, and, uh, and, 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 but I was, I just was not going to trade this. But I, but I also didn't, I just don't feel like God called me to be a pastor of a church week in and week out. And so I love doing the nursing home. I work for FCA. I go all around Northeast Georgia, and I preach the gospel, and I go to schools, and I go to small colleges, Emmanuel and Piedmont and Young Harris, and I come to Winder Barrow. I, Spencer and I will, I'll, I'll help him with a, college, um, a coach's Bible study and also. I, I just love doing what I do and I'm thankful to do what I do. And uh, so that's why I want to tell you a little bit of my story. About 1911, 1915, my mother's parents are from Naples, Italy, and my dad's parents are from County Clare, Ireland. And they came over on the boat to Ellis Island, put their hand in the Word of God, and swore in and said they'd uphold the Constitution to become American citizens, and, and they did. And uh, so both my parents were born here. My grandparents are from across the ocean. And uh, my mom was born in 1934, my dad in 35. 
in, in New York. Well, when my mom was uh, in 11th grade, she quit high school and ran off with a Marine recruiter. And uh, they had two kids, two daughters, Diane and Joyce. And when they were five and six, respectively, uh, she took them and scooped them up from right here in North Carolina, uh, Cherry Point, and brought them back to New York to, to where her mom was and her dad. Well, my dad, when he was 14 years old, his nana put him and his my uncle, his brother, in a car in Brooklyn and went up to Greenville, New York, upstate New York, and uh, he saw his dad one other time. Uh, my dad's father was an alcoholic. He was abusive. He was a drunk from Ireland, an Irishman. And uh, so my dad was raised by his mom. And uh, when my dad graduated high school, he joined the Marine Corps. I, I didn't say this in the first one, but it's really crazy. My mother leaves goes to New York, meets my dad, they, and become with child, okay? So it was happening back then too and before that and before that. So it ain't just a new thing. But I remember my dad was telling me uh, that my mom's first husband was his recruiter. Weird, dude, weird. He's like, yeah, man, Norb Malecki put me in the Marine Corps. And, and I didn't, anyway, so my my mom and my dad get married, and I, I tell people I love the multicultural diversity of this um, uh, congregation. I really do love it. I, I, I'm not going to validate myself. I love it. But I grew up in a very racist. My grandparents hated each other. Them greasy Italians, them guineas, them drunken Irish mix. I'm telling you, dude, it's crazy how ethnicities and so people want to talk bad about the South and the, and the, and the prejudice. And the, man, it's worse in, in New York. And you go someplace in New York City, if you're black, you get killed. If you're white, you get killed. I mean, so, so here's the deal with racism, okay? It's all a lie from Satan. It comes from, it comes from, from evolution, and, and it's not from creation, and the devil just continues. But, but really, it's all in man's heart. Because the Bible tells us a man's heart is wicked and sinful above all else who can know it. And so racism is, I mean, my grandparents did not like each other. They're Irish and they're Italian. We ain't having that. My nana, my dad's mother, would not go to his wedding because you're marrying an Italian whore with two kids. We don't do that. We're Catholic. My other grandparents were agnostic. My grandfather from Italy was agnostic and he didn't believe. And so, you know, I grew up kind of a wing-dingy, kind of pretty crazy. So when I was 12 years old, my mother, my sisters were, were out of the house. They're my half-sisters, but they're 10 years older than me, and I didn't know any better, and I just know they're my sisters. And uh, so they're out of the house, and my mother comes to my dad and says, listen, I'm done. I don't want to be a wife no more. I don't want to be a mom no more. I'm done. So you take Kevin and I'll keep John Michael. Well, I was, my brother was the firstborn. I was the second one, so I was a little, uh, I was more to handle. So uh, my mom's like, and I remember listening and hearing her tell my dad, you take him. So I'm the reject, I, you know, and I'm, I, listen, I'm not in a psychobabble. I'm not in a counseling this is not seven ways to be a better person. This is not seven ways to be a better dad. Seven, three ways to be a better coach. Listen, Jesus did not come to make you a better person. Jesus did not hang on a tree 
so you can be a better husband or a better wife. Christ came to redeem a people for himself. He came to save you. He came to save and, and, and seek and save that which was lost. Now, once we are saved, then we get in the Word. We come to church. There's things that we do that iron sharpen and iron, and we grow. But Christ didn't come to make you better. Christ, we love Him because He first loved us. Christ came to redeem you. He came to save you. That's what He did. So, anyway, um, I hear my mom tell my dad that, I can't handle Kevin, you take Kevin. And just that rejection, I couldn't believe it, man. And it, so my dad said, listen, I'm not taking, I'm not splitting my boys up. You're either taking both of them or I'm taking both. And she says, you got to take them. So we moved when I was 12 from Catskill, New York to Greenville, New York. And began this process of I didn't like my mom. So my dad is this very strict Irish Catholic Marine, and I promise you, you know how we, as we get older, we, we tell these stories, and we walk five miles uphill. It's just all lies. Uh, we exaggerate. Well, I'm telling you, I'm not exaggerating. My dad, if you rolled your eyes at my dad, I promise you. Like, if my dad was saying something, and I went, that dude would just instant fat lip. He'd be like, <laughs> and, I mean, if my dad told you to do something, you did not say, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. He would take me when my brother and I were fighting, whatever. He would take us by our little sideburns, man. I hated this. And he, we're like, and he knock our heads together like coconuts. You're like, ah. and you're like, who does this? Anyway, so, but my dad, bro, I promise you, 285 pounds, big old man. Hey, go do that. Yes, sir. I mean, it just wasn't this. Anyway, but my dad kissed me and my brother and hugged me and my brother and told my brother and I he loved us every day. He's 82 years old. He was the best man at a wedding. My daddy loves me. He is awesome. But, daddy, but buddy, you just, you just did what he told you to do. Well, growing up, and, and I quickly, he would say, listen, if I catch you doing drugs, I'm going to beat your donkey. You understand me? That's King James vernacular for, but anyway, so, uh, and, and so, and he said, listen, if I catch you drinking, I'll punch your teeth out. Yes, sir. And, and don't be kissing the girls. I'm just telling you, you'll lick your lobe. It's over. I promise you it's over. You'll do things you ought not do. Yes, sir. So, so my brother graduates high school in 82. I graduate in 83. I joined the Marine Corps. I've never kissed a girl. I've never drank, smoked, nothing. I get in the Marine Corps, and I find out where women and whiskey are, and it's all down. So I get out of the Marine Corps in 87, honorable discharge, four years corporal, find out what weed is. I buy a Harley, grow my beard, and, and, and I'm telling you, I've got seven tattoos. When I first walked in here this morning, the staff's up there and all. I'm like, yo, y'all, this dude's got tattoos. This girl's got tattoos and shorts on in church. I, I, I'm not... Y'all are going to have to repent. I can't preach here. And they're all like, who is this dude, man? So I was like, I'm kidding. So I got like, I've got seven tattoos. I've been to jail six times. True, drunk driving, DUI, fighting in public, all misdemeanors. I ran for Sheriff Oakland County two years ago. But anyway, so, 
But I would tell the kids at Georgia at times, I'd go visit them in jail. I'd be like, hey, buddy, how you doing? And uh, oh, Chappy, I'm like, it's okay, buddy. I've been there. Now I'm the chaplain. Now it, there's redemption in Christ, I promise you. And now here's a little saw. But anyway. Uh, but so, so, so I'm like, so I start smoking weed. And my brother and I have 43 pit bulls, American Pitbull Terriers. And we're, we're, anyway, our, my life's a mess, man. Riding hard is my beard, pierced ear. I think I'm all that, right? And, and so my life is going along, but I'm a wreck. My life is defined by women, whiskey, weed, and my life's a wreck. And I'm not trying to make you out more than I am. I was an angry dude. I was a, you know what I wasn't, though, and I, I like to preface this. I wasn't ever, my character, like, I wouldn't steal or lie or cheat. I mean, I wasn't, my dad raised this way, but I was just, you weren't going to tell me what to do, man. I just was not going to, you know. So on August 8th of 1989, my grandmother died. And so my mother came to the funeral. And I hadn't seen my mother in five years. I hadn't talked to her and laid eyes on her. I hated my mother. And so it's kind of weird. I loved my dad, but I did not like my nana. And I didn't like my mom, and I loved my grandmother. It's just kind of weird, right? Just family dynamics. Dude, it's amazing. And you, you look at these stupid talk shows in the daytime. They're, but not, they're not all general hospital. Not, that's, my, that's my, you know, hey, I don't watch none of that. But, but you look at Oprah or, or whatever these people are, and, and they'll say, here's so-and-so from the dysfunctional family. I'm like, really? Hey, introduce me to Susan and Henry from a functional family, and I'll watch. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, hey. There's somebody from a functional family. Let's tune in. The, rea the reality of it is, is, and I don't know anybody in here. I don't, I met some staff, but I, they're jacked up bad. But uh, were you the lady on the video baptizing? Yeah. So I don't know you, but you're jacked up too. But listen, <laughs> hey, you in the water looking, I'm, I'm a woman of faith. Yeah, oh, yeah. And she's jacked up just as bad as hell, y'all. Listen, we're jacked up. And you ain't got that pink hair to know you're jacked up, right? You're jacked up. Why? Because our parents jacked us up. So much more is caught than thought. I know you love your parents. Am I too loud? Oh, yeah, I don't know. That's usually the international sign of, wow, that guy's loud. But anyway, uh, we're jacked up because our parents, but, but their parents jacked them up. My poor dad, he didn't know any better. His dad would come home and be, and make him and his, my Uncle Dermot get up at 2 in the morning and prize fight. My grandfather, my, 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 oh, jeepers, anyway. But you know what? Their parents messed them up. And their parents messed them up. And their parents, all the way back to who? Our original parents. When sin entered, it really, really, really was destructive. And it really messed us up. And we are victims at some level to sin. It's true. Man, I want to be the perfect husband. I want to be the perfect dad. But I'm not. And, I, and, I, and I, down the, in my little story, I'll tell you, but we have to be able to say we're sorry. If you can't say you're sorry, you're really freaking jacked up. But I'm serious, man. We're jacked. We just, because what? We need Jesus. And so here I am. My grandmother dies. My mother comes to the funeral. After the funeral's over, she's like, 
would you take a walk with me? I'm like, yeah. I, I, truthfully, like I said, I'm not lying, cheating, stealing, but I'm a wreck. My beard's like this, my earring. I'm, I just, I, I hate my mom. And so she grabs my hand. She's like five foot two. We're on the corner of Broad Street and Green Street in Catskill, New York. She grabs my hands and she looks up at me. She says, Kevin, I am so sorry that I left your dad and your brother and you. I have regretted it every day. I said, you, you told your husband that, right? Yeah, his third husband. But anyway. No. And then she says this to me. She looks at me. She says, Kevin, I just want to let you know that I have loved you since I carried you in my womb. And, buddy, I broke. I broke. And she said, I live in Tallahassee, Florida. Would you come? I don't know. So I go see my dad, and my dad's just wise and jolly, and he says, Kevin, you need to go. And all four kids, man, you're really, you need your, you need to love your mommy, and you need your mommy to love you. So I was 24 years old. I had a 1974 shovel head, threw in the back of a 65 Chevy pickup, three on the tree. Big old, it was awesome. But anyway, and I, and I went to, and I went to Florida. I remember Getting up the, that morning in a Pennsylvania state line, in New York and Pennsylvania, like near Port Jervis, you could look at beautiful. And I remember saying, what in the Hades am I doing? I hate this lady. I'm, and my dad and my girlfriend and all my dogs and everything. What am I doing leaving this? I had a great job for Conrail. I was working for the railroad union job. I say it's a great job. It paid great, but it stunk. The unions, man. It just Anyway, so they took my dues, but... Anyway, so I'm sitting there, and I had, had slept in the front seat. And I woke up that morning, and I'm like, I got so scared. I said, what am I doing? I don't want to do this. And I promise you, that's why he, we love him because he first loved us. I was not born again, as the Bible would say. I was Catholic. I believed in God, but I had no relationship with God. I was not. What I, so I'm just sitting there going, I can't. And, and, and I, God spoke to me, and he said, go. And I said, oh, I'm scared. I wasn't even talking. And I felt this. I heard it. I, I just knew. I, so I, I just started a fire up, put southbound the hammer down, put the knees in the breeze. I was heading for Tallahassee. I got there on September 1st of 1989. First thing I do is find the Harley shop, the drug, the women, the whiskey, and the My mother's singing Sweet Adeline's, and her husband's singing his barbershop quartet. I was like, I got to get out of fast. I was like, well, so. Uh, I said, you got any almond brothers with a Marshall Tucker? But anyway, so there's a guy, there's a uh, guy there with them singing, uh, and uh, Gary Hansen, he's from Iowa, and he, he began to speak to me about the things of the Lord. And I was like, oh, here we go, Jesus freak, man. Ah, that's all right, I believe in God. But, and he kept pursuing me, and, and he invited me to church. So I went to church one Sunday, and I, often, I told the story last time. I'm in this church, and these people are, I heard an old, old story, how a Savior came from. I'm like, I don't want what they got, I can promise you. But the Lord was speaking to me through the gospel, through the scriptures. And so I, I, I started going like two weeks in a row. Well, October 16th, 89, it was a Monday. I rolled into the church, and I went thought of the pastor. And we began, he began to talk to me. And he began to say, listen, man, uh, you're in the Marine Corps, and you're this, and you're that, but do you ever... You know, done it. anyway, I realized that I was a sinner separated from God. Though I've never murdered anybody, because the Bible doesn't say do not kill, it says do not murder, and there's a difference. 
the, the Hebrew for that word is lachech. And uh, I don't know Hebrew, but oh, it sounds like you got a hairball, so I figured I'd do it. So, uh, so it said there's a difference between an intent of the heart of murdering somebody and killing somebody. But, but I knew I never, but, and I've, I've had plenty of relationships with ladies, but never a married woman, so it wasn't adultery. This is how shallow we are as people, right? Well, uh, stealing something, well, yeah, probably stole something, you know, maybe from work. Or maybe. But I came to realize that I was a sinner, that I was living for myself, that I was separated from God. And I just thought, I, I never thought I was a bad person. I thought if you did more good than bad when you die, you go to heaven when you, you believe in God. But I never understood grace. I never understood it. And what I want to say right now is this. This is not a bunch of rules and regulations that I, I guarantee I, this is Church of River Hills. I, I know what your pastor believes. So this is not a bunch of rules and regulations. This is God's love letter to his people. This is God's, it, we, we live this life out of devotion and not duty. Listen, they, we, I meet so many people, and I'm going to throw the Baptist under here for a minute. So I'm raised Catholic, I get saved in a Baptist church, I go to a Southern Baptist school for, for school, and, and they'll say, oh, them Catholics, they're all about workspace, they're works oriented, and yet they're like hamsters on a wheel too, man. Don't drink, don't smoke, don't chew, and don't date girls that do, and God will love you. You know, it's like, so, so, oh, they're all works-based, and yet they're, don't, don't, I'm like, ah, I'm like, what the heck, man? So that's why this, listen, so I began to realize that Christ died for me, that he took my sin, and he imputed his righteousness, what Martin Luther calls the great exchange, that at Calvary, Everything, all of my sin, past, present, future, are covered by the blood of the Lamb, by Jesus. So here I am, 24 years old, my life's a wreck, not searching for God, not looking for God, and God enters into my life, changes my life, and saves me. Well, that's all I want to do now is tell people about Jesus. That's all I want to do. Now, I didn't get to this part earlier, but so in the church, is a man named Willie Meggs. Willie's a former Marine, former Tallahassee police officer, Leon County deputy, went to Florida State University, got his degree. Now he's the elected state attorney. True story. Guy takes me in like his son. Loves me, man. Really loves me well. And this guy is straight as an heir. Like he's, and here I am. Coming to church, just whiskey, wicky, weed, women. Then I get saved, and, and they loved me well. He's like, hey, man, you, you know, you, need, you ever think about being a cop? I'm like, dude, uh, no, and I don't like cops. No, seriously, man, you'd be a great cop. I said, bro, I've been to jail five times, man. I've been to jail since. But anyway, I said, I've been to jail five times. He goes, for what? DUI, fighting. He goes, well, let me look into your background. So he does me a. He goes, listen, it's all misdemeanors. You DUI, it's all misdemeanors. You can be a cop. Really, yeah. So he suckers me into this thing. So I go to the police academy in Tallahassee, and I come out. I won the Motivation and Leadership Award. But anyway, because I'm just the loudest. I'm just the loudest guy in the building all the time anyway. So I become a deputy sheriff for like 18 months. I'm serious now. I'm in Tallahassee. I'm, I'm reconciling my mom. 
I, I forgave my mom. I'm starting to really have a great relationship with her. Well, Polk County down here in Winter Haven, Florida, they get me and they want me, so I go. Like a dummy, I went. I should have never went. But I moved down there. I wasn't there 18 months. I'm like, I got to go. I, I, don't, I like cops less now than I did back then. I'm serious. So I saw this big old tractor trailer going up the road, a shiny hiney on it, man, called Paramarine Tanker. So I pulled the dude over. Woo! Guy gets out. He's all mad at me. He's like, "What? I wasn't doing nothing. I said, well, calm down. I know you weren't doing nothing then, but I need to talk to you about this. And we're talking. I say, hey, man, can I sit up in there? He's like, yeah, go ahead. So I'm up in there. And I'm, I'm like, womp, womp. Man, big old pleated leather, big bunk. I'm like. I got to do this. But next day, went to Paramarine, Lake Wales, Florida, walked in there, got a job, quit being a deputy, went trucking. Man, I loved it. I'm telling you, I was single then though, right? It's a great living, but it's a horrible life. But I was making, I was kicking like a grand a week. I'm like, yeah, big wheels rolling, big wheels rolling. I'm making money. I was making like 17 grand as a cop. I'm chasing these dudes. I'm running around like a nut job. I'm driving a truck making like 50 grand, my first, like 47,000 my first year. I'm like, what was I doing out there chasing people? So anyway, I do that, and uh, my mommy calls. My mom calls, and she said, I'm, I'm, I'm sick. And I said, really? And she said, yeah. So I meet her at Shands Hospital. She's in Tallahassee. I'm in, in, uh, in uh, Winter Haven. I meet her, and, and so we're in the hospital. And the doctor tells her she's got cancer, this and that. And I remember my mom. Listen. My mom was an honest lady, jacked up, but sweet and honest and loved her, loved me and my brother and my sisters. So she's in, I'm in the hospital and she tells the, the doctor, she says, so what you're saying, if, if I don't walk out of this hospital and get hit by a bus, this cancer is going to kill me. And I said, yeah. So she died on September 1st of 1995. She died on a Friday night. I loved my mom. I forgave me. Listen to me. I would not be standing here at River Hills Church in Barrow County, Georgia, if I did not forgive my mom. I'm going to tell you, my dad, I'm so blessed with a dad that loves me and hugs me and kisses me. I don't know about your dad. I, I know this, though. I was in Georgia for 15 years, and the hardest thing about preaching the gospel was, especially with girls, guys, man, dudes are different. We show it differently, but... When you got a bunch of football players that can't tell you who their dad is, that's a, that's a problem. I, I would often say this, and this is not a racial problem. It's a freaking human problem. Any dad, I'm not talking about helicopter dads. I'm talking about dads that would come, DJ Shockley, Thomas Brown, Hudson Mason, uh, uh, Blake Barnes. Whosoever dad would show up and practice every once in a while, these kids, whoever was in their life, the dad, they were in front of the eight ball. I'm just telling you, their lives, players that never had a dad or their dads weren't around, they were just, they were just behind the eight ball in life. They just struggled so mightily because of the dad. Swimmers, tennis, especially the individual sports that we would deal with, man, if their dads were just, just really um, um, conditional love, oh, listen, I, I'm so sorry. I'm not going to use an excuse, but I'm sorry, but your dad's messed you up. Because you look at your, our Heavenly Father like you look at your earthly dad, and it's not good and it's not healthy. Because God is not a human. God is not man and has not a body like man. He's a spirit and he's perfect. 
and he's holy. And listen to me, I don't understand God. I don't understand everything I read. I don't like everything. I, 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 I look around at the world. When I was a deputy, I would see a grandfather molesting a 12-year-old for six years. He's been molesting her. What? What? I get to a house, and this dude stabbed his mom on the front porch. His mom, I'm like, what? I was done, man. I had to go. I had to go trucking. So I, I get it. I, I, I love God. I love Christ. He's sovereign. He's good. He's, but I don't understand it all. But by faith, I believe. And by faith, I know that Jesus paid it all. That humanity is jacked up. So I don't know how your dad did it. I don't know what he did. But that's not an earthly father. Maybe you had a great dad. Praise God. Maybe you had a great mom. Praise the Lord. But for most of us, there's something that falls short. And that's why we look to God. And that's why we look to Christ. Church is full of people that need a doctor, right? Sick. None of us are in here perfect. We come in here because we're in need, because we're fragile. And so, it's 12 o'clock already. I, I will be done by two, I promise you. I'm not even a good comedian. Listen, man, listen. Let me just, listen. So, uh, I get married to Mickey. I asked her on a date January 9th, March 9th, I asked her to marry me. Gospel truth, her mom, sister never met me. That, that day, I put a ring on her finger at the lighthouse in St. Marshall. We go, Coach Rick, we lived in Tallahassee, he knew me. And so her mom and her sister were there that night. They met me for the first time, wept, wept. Coach Rick's like, Mom, I'm telling you, he loves you, Lord. His sister's like, I don't even know you anymore, Mickey. She's like, no, I'm serious. But they, they, were, they were freaked out when they first met me. But anyway, uh, so I asked that a day, January, put a ring on her finger, March 9th. We got married June 1st of 96. So we just celebrated 22 years. And um, I'm so thankful for my wife. So anyway, Coach Rick got the job here, brought me as his chaplain. I worked as his chaplain for 15 seasons. He got fired. I wasn't going there. I stayed here. I still work for FCA. Um, I... I, I Got an incredible life. My children, Elijah's going to be a senior. My daughter's going to be a freshman at Prince Avenue. And, um, and listen, we're just trying to figure it all out too, right? I, I was telling them this morning, one of my favorite quotes outside the scripture is, is Mr. Rogers. Mr. Rogers said this, life is simple yet deep. We make it shallow and complicated. Life is simple. It's about relationships. First, we belong to God. Listen, this, 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 this relationship, I'm so tired, and I get why you're at River Hill, some of you, because you're tired of religion. You're, you're tired of the do this, do this. This is a love letter. This is God telling us he loves us. Now, listen, we, 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 I, I read my Bible because I love him. I don't cheat on my wife because I love her and I love God. It's not out of duty. It's out of devotion. I love people. Not out of duty, out of devotion. When you can begin to understand that we love God because he first loved us, we can love other people. We can love other people. Listen, it's okay. God's sovereign. He's in control. I don't know if you're saved or not saved, but I can love you. I, you're black, white, yellow, red. You're Muslim, Jew, whatever. I can love you. It doesn't matter to me. I'm serious. Because we're all jacked up. 
I tell people all the time, and who are we to think that we, Jesus. Now, now I will say, I'll fight you about Jesus. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and life. No one goes to the Father except through me. I'll fight you on that. I'll die for that. I'll die for that. Every other religion, they're false. Sorry. Whatever. When you start putting rules and when you start putting things, when you start putting stuff, it's Christ and Him alone. And Christ alone, by Scripture alone, by faith alone, it, it just, that's it. When you start saying, well, well, man, then we got problems. So I want to encourage you this morning. Listen quickly, we're done. The Bible tells us that, that the man must be, must be born again. And that's just a whole other sermon series. But I just pray that at one time you've seen your need for a Savior. And you've turned and you've confessed that. I'm a sinner, Lord. And I pray that you're what the Bible would call born again. Listen, if you're not, just continue in this. God is sanctifying us. He's saving us. He's, it's just this whole plan that God's got that's really beautiful. And I'm just thankful you're here this morning. I'm thankful that, uh, that uh, your pastor has asked me to come. And, and I will say this, though, true story. He's like, yeah, I've heard a lot about you. Let's go meet at the barbecue place. So I meet. Well, I walk in there, and I know half the people. So I'm, by the time I get to him, and we sit down, we're talking. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. About a week later, he calls me. say, hey, dude, I need to talk to you. I said, yeah, go ahead. Be cool now. Don't, don't, don't. I said, what are you talking about, man? I don't know, man. You might say something, you know. I said, preacher, I'm going to be preaching. I'm not, not going to say anything that's, come on, man, trust me, bro. You asked me to come preach. Now about a week later at the meeting, he's like, I don't know about this cat right here, man. I don't know. I said, it's okay, man. It's all right. So I guess the theme this morning is this. None of us got a perfect dad. We're not perfect dads. We don't have perfect children. I know that my daddy loves me. My dad and my earthly daddy loves me. He showed that by actions. He writes me letters. He writes me, calls me. I know that, 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 that he loves me. I know that he trusts me. I know that I forgave my mom and my dad. I forgave him because it takes two to tango. I don't know. And a lot of us, it's, it's hard for us to forgive and, and this and that. But we all, we need to forgive. And I wouldn't be here if I didn't forgive my mom. So I know there's love and trust and forgiveness, but I'm going to leave you with this last story. And I'm, I'm, that's it. All of us, there's none of us perfect. We all sin and fall short of the glory of God. He who says without sin is a liar. But we're to confess our sins. Listen, the, 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 it's pretty simple. The Christian life is about confessing. I'm just telling you about repenting. A lot of people say, I can't believe I I heard you snap at your wife like that. Well, you know what, buddy? I wish I didn't either, but I woke up on the wrong side of bed this morning. I got freaking fired from my job today. Somebody just ran ran me off the road, and, and, you know, I'm a little pissed off right now, so I'm sorry, right? So I apologize. So I go to my wife. I say, honey, I'm sorry that I... Snap at you. Okay, honey. So here's the deal. Quit. Uh, about four years ago, my son was, he was about to tote a whooping. About 5 o'clock in the afternoon, his attitude, whatever. I was about to get him. And i tell you what, man, I'll knock you out, son. You wake up, your clothes will be out of style. What? No. But anyway, so, so I'm sitting there, and, and so uh, I'm on the phone. It was like 9.30 night, and, and, and he's going to bed, and, I, and he goes, See, I'll be up there in a minute. Just hold on. Well, I got to go. Bye. Sometimes you got to put these things down. But anyway, so I go up, and we're in the kitchen. We're in the kitchen. And my son Elijah, 
He looks at me. I named him Elijah for two reasons. One is, before I was saved, I loved the Allman Brothers. And Greg Allman and Cher were together, and they had a son named Elijah Blue. I said, I'm naming my son Elijah Blue. When I have a son, I'm naming Elijah Blue. Well, then I got saved. And I, and, and, and I still love the Allman Brothers. But, so I got saved, and I was reading in 1 Samuel and Kings, and I read, Samuel, Elijah, man, Elohim, Jehovah, the Lord is God. I'm naming my son Elijah, but I named him Elijah John. So anyway, so uh, he's standing there, and he's a senior now. And so he's standing there, and he said, Dad, I just want to say that I'm sorry for my attitude today. And, and, I, and I often I say this every time because I can hear moms. Oh, that's okay, you little bitch. That's okay. No, it ain't okay. He said, Dad, I just want to say that I'm sorry for my attitude today. So I reached out my paw. And, we, and I shook his hand, and I said, son, I forgive you, and thank you for saying you're sorry. I said, but let me tell you something, son. I'm leaving you with this. I said, let me tell you something, son. You are going to say things that you ought not say in this world. You, you are going to think things that you ought not think in this world. And you're going to do things that you ought not do in this world. But if you can say you're sorry, son, <clears throat> which in... Theology or in God's economy, that means confessing. If you can learn to do that, son, your life will be rich. I promise you. And I hugged him. I kissed him. I said, son, go to bed. I love you, boy. Listen to me. If you can say you're sorry when you sin, <clears throat> the Bible tells us if we, <laughs> listen, he, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins, right? In 1 John 1, 9. We're to be holy as he is holy, but that's in this process of sanctification. We're to continue to, to go to him. But listen to me. If you can say you're sorry, if you wrong a person, if you wrong a schoolmate, if you wrong a spouse, if, you're, if you can say I'm sorry, when you sin and you can look to God and say, Father, I agree with what I just did was wrong. Father, help me. Help me not to look at that woman in lust. For, for, help me to keep my eyes focused on Mickey. Father, help me not want to smash that guy in the face in the name of Jesus, but help me be, Lord, I'm sorry that I'm telling you, the Christian life is awesome, and it's fun, and it's full of adventure, and it's great. Why? Because we do it out of devotion and not duty. We do it because he loves us. And, and as jacked up and perfect, but we have to be able to say, I'm sorry, Lord. I shouldn't have said that, I shouldn't have thought that, shouldn't have, Lord, I'm sorry, preacher, uh, pastor, youth pastor, I, whatever. It's really simple. It's really simple. Life is simple yet deep. We make it shallow and complicated. Father in heaven, Lord, I don't even know what I was saying this morning. I hope and pray that these listeners were encouraged and that you were edified and glorified because we lifted the name of Jesus. Oh, Father, the very name that is above every name. And at that very name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Father, I pray that we didn't water the gospel down, but we, 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 we held it up by your standards because we do love you. Father, we could not love you. We have no desire to love you. We have no want if, in fact, you didn't love us first. Father, thank you for loving us. Thank you, Father God, for, for saving us. For there's no other name under heaven that man might be saved but that of the name of Jesus, Yeshua. Oh, what a beautiful name. Lord, please, we're a fragile people, Lord, and we need you. We're in such need of your mercy and your grace and your goodness. Would you continue, Father? Lord, please.
to continue to grow us and mature us in Christ's likeness. Oh, Father, help us to keep our eyes on eternity. Give us the strength to get through, God, and to glorify you and to praise you above all others. Father, I thank you for these beautiful saints. I pray that you'll continue to, to just give them the strength to carry on, Father, and just continue to tell this area about Jesus. And Father, if there's anybody in here who's never confessed and repented, I pray, Father, that you would have mercy on them and that you would draw them to yourself and you would give them eyes to see and ears to hear the truth of the gospel and they would surrender their life. Father, we love you and we thank you for this time. In Jesus' name, amen.